Good morning. It's Monday, January the 22nd, in the year of our Lord, 2024. I'm John David Walt, and this is your wake-up call. Let's begin the week and the day consecrating ourselves before the Lord. Wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body to you as a living sacrifice. Jesus, we belong to you. And we're praying in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today's entry is entitled, When Fasting is an Adventure in Missing the Point. Our text is Matthew chapter 6, verses 16 to 18. Hear now the word of the Lord. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting but only to your Father who is unseen, and your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. The Word of the Lord. Now consider this. I hate fasting. I always have. I've tried to fast for the better part of the last 40 years, and I have failed over and over again. Why? Well, why have I fasted? I fasted because Jesus assumes I am fasting. After all, he didn't say, if you fast, he said, when you fast. Jesus assumes his followers fast. I began my effort at fasting because I believed it was not an optional activity. Obedience required it. Well, that didn't last long. It's one thing to put a tip in the offering plate at church because God expects us to give, but it's next level to pass up lunch at Chick-fil-A with friends. And friends seem to always be around at mealtimes. I mean, who wants to be that guy? who sits at the feast and doesn't eat because I'm fasting. Didn't Jesus say that was a foul? I needed better motivation than simple obedience. What would be the purpose of fasting? They told me it would make me a better person or a better Christian. You know the drill. Fasting brings out the worst in us, and this is so we can confess it as sin and be cleansed and purified. In other words... I tried to practice fasting as a method of sanctification. I failed at that too. So, why have I failed? If I'm honest, 
I have found that trying to white-knuckle hunger just makes me hangry. The place where hunger unveils hidden anger, hanger. In my experience, though, hanger does not lead to holiness. In fact, more often than not, it leads straight to a hamburger, or at least a bag of chips. Fasting became an obstacle to endure, to make it back to food. This approach didn't make me feel particularly close to Jesus, because most of the time it led to a splitting headache. And of course, it led to a hundred ridiculous questions like, can I drink orange juice? What about orange juice with pulp? Can I put flavoring in my water? How long does it have to be to count? And do I need to skip three consecutive meals for it to be a real 24-hour fast, or can I just skip two? And would it work to eat something I don't particularly care for, like, say, dry broccoli, just so I'll have something on my stomach? All of that is just another name for legalism. All of this made fasting, for me, an adventure in missing the point. So I took a break. Along the way, I discovered a new motivation to fast, to move God to answer my prayers, or at least to demonstrate to God I was really serious about them. I ran into a brand of almost militantly activist Jesus freaks, whom I loved and still love dearly, who took fasting to a whole new level. I would hear people say they were fasting for this outcome or that cause, and they were very good causes, like for someone's wayward children to return to the Lord, or for someone's mom or dad to be delivered from cancer. After all, remember the time Jesus' disciples couldn't deliver a man's son from demon possession? Jesus said later that kind only comes out by prayer and fasting. If I was serious about my prayers, I would supercharge them with fasting in order to show God I was serious, which would hopefully warrant a demonstration of His power on our behalf. And when it came to Great Awakening, I was all in. So I fasted. But if I'm honest, I talked a lot more about fasting than I actually fasted. And truthfully, in time, it began to feel more akin to some form of spiritual technology on one hand or a hunger strike on the other than it did the love of God and neighbor. And surely God is not holding back on answering prayer because people are praying but not fasting. So I took another break. I guess you could say I've been fasting in a way. I've been fasting from fasting. At least I have been fasting from the kind of fasting that has proven for me to be an adventure in missing the point. A little over a year ago, I began to discover fasting in a whole new light. The light of Jesus. The Son of God, by the power of the Spirit, through the gift of His witnesses, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, has been teaching me to fast in a way like I never understood it before. It is a quite different approach, and it is changing me. For the next several days, I'll be sharing this journey and these learnings. My prayer is it will help us leave behind fasting as an adventure in missing the point 
and lead us into a way of fasting as an adventure, which is the point. Let's pray today our prayer of transformation. Lord Jesus, teach us to fast. I receive your righteousness and release my sinfulness. I receive your wholeness and release my brokenness. I receive your fullness and release my emptiness. I receive your peace and release my anxiety. I receive your joy and release my despair. I receive your healing and release my sickness. I receive your love and release my selfishness. Come, Holy Spirit, transform my heart, mind, soul, and strength so that my consecration becomes your demonstration, that our lives become your sanctuary. For the glory of God our Father. Amen. The question, do you fast? Have you ever consistently fasted? What was your experience? How have you experienced fasting as an adventure and missing the point? So for our hymn today, let's sing again. I think we probably sang this last Monday, but it it feels right to get back out again. Let's sing Seek Ye First, the Kingdom of God. It is number 341, 341. Seek Ye First, the Kingdom of God. We'll sing both verses. Because we remember, we've got to keep our eye on the ball here. And I think that's part of our problem with prayer and fasting is we get our eye on the bat. The kingdom of God. Here we go, 341. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Alleluia, alleluia. Ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. Alleluia, alleluia. Let's sing that first verse again. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Alleluia, alleluia. Well, gang, it's Monday, and the week is ahead of us. Sometimes Monday can feel like a burden. So it's a good day to 
just to get our mind fixed on Jesus. It's a good day to let's just get the kingdom out in front of us and let's not worry about all these things and let's be open. This is going to be a good week. I think we'll learn about fasting in a new way. It's challenging me just to get it down on paper. It's it's something that's been stirring in me for over a year now. And like I say, it's totally different than any way I've approached it before. It's all at once far more to it than I realized. And yet it's so much simpler and seemingly productive. Again, as you would imagine, it's just kind of tearing down the the temple of functional religion. That's that's one of my big themes. You know, this notion, functional religion, the notion that like, if I do this, then God will do that. It's kind of another name for idolatry. Like, I have control. I can manipulate. I can hold God, you know, accountable to my own actions. It's just the opposite of what's true, but it's so seductive, and it's a trap that many people fall into, and if you stay stuck in it, it it becomes a real, really kind of a soul-crushing fundamentalism in time. It becomes a way that people start trying to control other people. I'm looking for transcendent faith, and that's the notion that God comes into the picture, and you're not in control. You're actually seeking to find a posture of humility and receptivity, and you see how prayer and fasting can go in one direction or the other. It can go into the functional religion category in a flash. But to get it into the place where it's actually becoming a, I don't know, a humble place, a a means of standing in the presence of God, that requires following Jesus. It's not a set of rules or a formula. It's not a legalism. It's like a way. It's a a life. It's a following after him. So that's what we're going to try to do this week. I'm going to be in Franklin, Tennessee in some meetings all most of the week. So I'm praying for the time I'm going to need to dig down into this early in the mornings. But um, yeah, let's let's call that a Monday here at this meeting, and let's get on to the fields. I will see you out there for The Awakening. I'm J.D. Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend. Leave us a rating and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.